nine rebounds. It was Nick Mackey with 16 points. In the girls' side of things, it was the Carroll Tigers down at ADM. Tigers again going to overtime to pick up a 45-41 victory there. Caitlin Aiden, the freshman, hitting a pair of free throws to seal the deal in the closing moments of that game. It was Addison Clucky with 8 points and 6 rebounds. Josie Ayala finished up with 11 points and 11 rebounds. We're going to step away, take a break. We'll be back with Deb Danner. We'll talk Carroll girls swimming, and then we'll have Eric Noggle, Shane Vaughn, Katie Cook, Randy Beeson, Sean Minahan, and Tyler Trine, all joining us next year on the MC Country Cafe Coachy Show. It's that time of year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stopping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily specials, stop in today, try a slice of their homemade pie, a cup of soup, or all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 27 years. MC's located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Deb Danner, the boys' swim coach for the Carroll Tigers, joining us here on this Saturday morning on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. The Tigers down at the state swim meet uh, down, of course, in Iowa City, uh, advancing uh, five events, a couple of relays, and uh, three individuals. Uh, Deb, congratulations. Uh, looked like a great day up in Fort Dodge uh, last Saturday when you guys took fourth place up there as a team overall and advanced those five teams, uh, five events into the state meet. Oh, yeah, it, it was a fantastic day. The boys just swam. They just swam like no other. It, it was so much fun to watch. Um, some great competition there to help push us along. So um, you know, the boys had a great time. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we got some events going to state. <laughs> Deb, I got the sense in talking with you last Saturday morning here on the show that you were really, really confident because the kids seemed to be right where you perfectly needed them to be same feeling going into state oh definitely yeah you know we've been working on a few things working on our turns and and our starts so yeah we're we're i think we're going to be ready to go and uh you know hopefully we can drop a little bit more time sounded like you guys worked on that stuff last week too did everything kind of work the way you needed it to uh, as far as turns and starts uh, up at uh, fort Dodge saturday Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Things look really good, so, um, you know, hopefully we are just maintaining that, and like I said, hopefully uh, we'll drop just a little bit more time. It's it's the excitement of being at that pool um, will really help some of those boys swim a little faster. Jonathan Dose making it in back-to-back events uh, on Saturday, the 50 freestyle and the 100 fly, taking fourth in the 50 free and uh, fifth place in the 100 fly. Um, what did you see from him in those two events, and how was he able to recover so fast from one to get back into the pool and, and qualify for another? Well, we took about a 20-minute break in between those two events. Good. He so <laughs> did have a little bit of time. Um, otherwise, there's no way he would have done that. Um, but no, uh, you know, his his tempo looks great. His, you know, his form looks really good. His turns are just spot on. So, um, yeah, you know, other than, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a great. He, he's had some great races. Uh, you know, like I said, but you know, there's always room for improvement, and hopefully, uh, we'll do that. 200 freestyle relay and the 400 freestyle relay both making it in, both taking fourth place up at the uh, sectional meter of the state qualifying meet this last week. Same group of guys, Sam Jansen, Kyle Sundrup, uh, Tristan Blair, and Jonathan Doe. So Jonathan um, making it in four events down to the state meet. Um, 
were both of them, did both of them swim probably the way you expected? I know, but which one may be more impressive or were they pretty equal on how they went out and swam? No, uh, I mean, they both did a fantastic job, of course. Um, Jonathan, you know, this being his senior year, he, you know, he's just really quick and to shine, and, and he's actually doing that very well. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's one of those that uh, he, he's a great anchor. He, he goes after what he wants, and uh, so that's why I keep him at anchor. You know, that, that's just fantastic to have there. So, um, yeah, you know, Kyle did a, an amazing job, you know, his first time at State, so... You know, he's, he's going to be tense and excited about this whole thing, too. So, um, you know, I can't wait to see how this all plays out. Were you guys in good shape in both of the relays getting to Jonathan with that anchor leg? Um, yeah, you know, they they were looking really good. We had some really good placing going on. Um, yeah, they, they uh, we weren't too concerned about losing down, you know, going down to a fifth place or anything. Um. You know, and, and knowing Jonathan was there, uh, you know, he on the 400, he was getting a lot closer to uh, finishing third. So <laughs> uh, maybe another uh, 15 yards, and we might have had that one. But, um, no, they, they look fantastic. And you mentioned Kyle Sundrup, uh, first trip. Uh, he's going to be in three events as he made it in the 100 backstroke as well, taking fifth place up at the uh, state qualifying meet. What stood out for you about him in the 100 backstroke? Yeah, um, you know, we've been working on his technique quite a bit, so, you know, really improving on that, trying to create a lot less drag and, and all that. Um, you know, and he's excited. Uh, you know, he didn't get to go last year uh, due to this whole wonderful virus going on. But, um, he, uh, yeah, so he, he was really excited, very pumped. Um, yeah, it, it, he's... He's trying to make up for lost time. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, anybody else stand out for you? I know probably all the kids swam well, but anybody else Saturday that maybe didn't make state stand out for you a little bit? Yeah, you know, Tristan Blair did an amazing job on his 500. Um, went uh, 5'10", so he, he dropped 9 seconds in his 500. That was just really super exciting for him. Um, he's only a sophomore, so we got more time to uh, get that to uh, state. Um, so yeah, you know he missed state by nine seconds, which in a five hundred, like I said, is that's not a whole lot. You know he can do that next year, no problem. Um, so yeah, he had an amazing swim. Um, Ty Thomas swam great. He dropped a bunch of time in his two IM. Uh, Noah Bell dropped a bunch of time in his two IM. I mean, just everybody had just some fantastic time drops. Well, Coach, as always, appreciate all of your time. Best of luck down at State, and we look forward to catching up with you next week to recap uh, uh, the great job the kids uh, do down at the State Meet. Great. Thank you. You bet. Head Coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll Boys Swim Team. We'll be back with more from MCs next here on KCIM. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Ford in Coon Rapids. Each week, make sure to check out our station website at 1380kcim.com, any of our social media platforms, or our new mobile app for the Vehicle of the Week. You can also tune into any of the games I'm broadcasting. That's for your perfect vehicle at New Way Ford in Coon Rapids, home of warranty forever. We're talking with Eric Noggle from the Carroll Wrestling Team here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Tigers is setting records, doing things that they haven't done in a long, long time. Coach, appreciate you joining us here today. Congratulations on the recent success and this season's success with Carroll Tiger Wrestling. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet, Coach. Uh, you were you and I were talking before the interview. I was not aware of the exact timeline, but I knew it had been a, a while. I've been here 18 years and couldn't remember it in my time frame. But uh, last weekend, you guys won the sectional down there at Harlan, first time since 1988-89. Also, the first time you guys advanced to, to the regional dual tournament since 1988-89. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. The kids worked really, really hard, and you know. They just took advantage of opportunities we had, and you know, they the kids have kind of risen to the challenge all year long. We we talked about it as, you know, you 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 throw challenges out at kids, and and this group of kids accepted every one of them, and and went after every every goal, every chance, every challenge that we gave them, and it just just goes to show the hard work and the effort that these guys have, and the and the dedication that they have to this sport. Eric, you and I were chatting. You said Marty and some of the guys from back then were talking about it. What was those conversations like? Uh, man, well, I think if I if I remember right, it was um, they got paired up against is Coach Webb and Coach Vanderheiden, and I think they got paired up with uh, Eagle Grove, who was a real tough team back in the day at that time. And if I remember right, they were saying that there was a storm that night and uh, it didn't turn out very well. That's all they know. So <laughs> I just know that 88-89 team was 12-0 at the time. And, and Coach Hogan and uh, um, Tim Hughes were the coaches back then. And, you know, they, they started the program and and built it up to, you know, a standard that that we're trying to just keep matching and keep keep trying to try to – you know, pursue and get get a little bit further. But, yeah, they had some fun fun little stories about it. I don't think they got in too much detail. So, Coach, let's talk about the Tuesday night. You guys went over to Winterset, had to wrestle Hampton-Dumont to start with. Uh, the tough thing for you guys is they started at the 182 eight-pound class, which means you guys were open for the two weight classes and down 12 to nothing right away. That didn't lead to a good start for the team the way it looked. No, it didn't. It didn't, you know, and then we get pinned at 220 and, at the heavyweight match, we're up winning, and we get pinned with, I think there was like three seconds maybe left, 58, 558 was the time or whatever. Can't remember when we were winning that match. And that, that kind of set the tone a little bit to, to where it was. And then, you know, 106, their 106 pounders really, really good. And, you know, we gave up a major there. 113, we got pinned there. And then, you know, um, Levi Dirks come out, or no, Kale came out and, you know, kind of stopped the bleeding a little bit and got a win for us. And then Levi Dirks gutted out a, a nice win, you know, really hard-fought win to, to get the fall there. And then Cooper Ludwig with the fall. And then where we go? Then Garter Drake with a big major. Jair Gallagos with a fall. And then Justin Reesberg wrestled one of their top kids. I think he was 25-8 and eight or whatever on the season. And really wrestled a really good match, but ended up giving him a major decision. And then they bumped their 160-pounder up to 170 against Sterling, who ended up pinning the number one kid in the state at sectionals. So, you know, he was pretty legit, and we ended up losing the fall there. And that's kind of how the story went. We were down 33 nothing, and really tough to come back on points like that. Shows a lot of character in your club, though, to come back. Uh, you guys end up losing, you know, on Tuesday night, 43-25. to 25, But, you know, going into that last match with the Sterling, you had gotten back into it even though you didn't have a chance to win at that point. Yeah, yeah, their kids, and then they know, you know, once we get that ball going, it's been that way all year, we call it the snowball effect. Once we get that snowball rolling down the hill, it usually turns out pretty good for us. It's just we just ran into a match where we knew we had to win some matches and couldn't give up majors and couldn't get pinned in some situations, and it kind of went against us, and worst-case scenario, that's kind of how it came about. 
Let's bounce back to how you got there. Uh, last Saturday, you headed down to the uh, sectional at Harlan, uh, picked up a win, uh, beating a good Glenwood team who finished in second. You guys had 183 points, Glenwood 173, Harlan 168 and a half, and a team that's been ranked all year in Greene County finished fourth with 158. We'll just run you through the places here real quick. Draylon Schweitzer was first at 106. Uh, Ryler Zygmunt was fourth at 113. Kel Nelson took second at 120. Levi Dirks third at 120. 26, Cooper Ludwig, third at 132. Carter Drake uh, was a champion at 138, as was Jaira Galagos at 145. Justin Reesberg was third at 152. Sterling Rodman and uh, Colton Whelan were champions at 170 and, one, and 285, respectively. So five champions, six guys come out of that and advance into to this uh, today's uh, district meet. Uh, so uh, what a run for you guys down there last Saturday. Yeah, the, and we told them, we knew at the beginning of the season we had an opportunity to win sectionals if everything kind of played out right. And You know, after looking at the teams and what they had and who they were putting out there and, and, and knowing what we had, you know, you do a little bit of work. And, and we we had a real chance of winning it and told the guys before we started, we've, we've kind of been overlooked here and there. You know, we don't get ranked. We don't get put up on certain things. And I mean, besides Carolina or around there, a lot of people weren't talking about us, so we knew that we had the opportunity to kind of sneak one in and, and, and come out on top. And like I said, we gave the challenge and the guys accepted it and they took it and ran and, and it was a lot of fun. And we knew when we got to pinning, when we got to certain situations that we could pin people, we usually win. And we started getting on a pin streak there and, and good things started happening. Did you, did you anticipate five, five first place finishes? Is that something that, that you thought could happen? Well, you know me, I don't tell you anything. So. <laughs> yeah. You were thinking everybody was going to win it, right? Yeah, I really did. I, I knew some of them were going to be tough. I didn't, you know, um, the guys that I thought were cha- that I'd be champions were champions. You know, Colton's was a little difficult because you never know with heavyweight. And yep. Just happened to be there was only two guys there, and we got the second seed, and we ended up pinning them. So, you know, looking at it, I knew, I knew we had the opportunity to probably get five, maybe six, and then, you know, I was really hoping we'd qualify seven or eight is is what the number kind of I thought we'd have to have some things go our way, and uh, and and you know kids made opportunities, you know Levi Dirks getting third, Cooper Ludwig getting third, and Justin Reesberg getting third. That, that that's one match away, you know. Yep. That's again coming through and winning that backside and getting the next best thing. I know first is the main thing, and if you can't get first, you get second. And getting out of that first and second match, we had we had to win the third place match, and they did, which. Gives them a shot. If something happens, they get to go along too. But you know, returning those guys and, and going through it it, 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 it shows again them, them accepting the challenge. You headed down to Glenwood now for districts with those six guys. Um, what do the matchups look like? Uh, how strong is it going to be today? Well, it, it, it's going to be some matchups that we've had with guys before, you know, and it's going to be some matchups with guys that we haven't seen yet. So. Majority of our matches are, are guys that we have seen before and, and you know, come out ahead a little bit. And I don't know, to, to be a guy's second time or to have them beat us a second time or something like that, you know, you never know how things are going to go. It's going to be tight. and It's going to come down to minimal match or minimal mistakes. And, you know, our, our objective is, and, and I told our guys, the realistic part about it is we win that first match, we're going. Yep. And, and that's the objective we're taking. So, we win that first match, we're going. So we're the champ on that side, and then we'll, you know, you're probably coming out on it. And we know where we were for sectionals on that backside, so we know our those guys are pretty good. And you know, 
take care of itself. You win that first match. Well, Coach, I tell you what, wish you the best of luck coming up later on today. Congrats again uh, on all of the success last week in this entire season and looking forward to seeing you down at the state with a, with a handful or, or just over a handful of guys coming up next week. Well, I hope so, and thanks for all the support. And I'd like to thank everybody that came, you know, for the trip to Winterset and, and the family members and everything. It's, it's been a lot of fun, and as always, go Tigers. You bet. Head coach again, Eric Noggle with the Carol Tiger Wrestling Program. Back with more coming up next year on MC's Country Cafe, Coach Shell. It's that time of year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stopping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily specials, stop in today, try a slice of their homemade pie, a cup of soup, or all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 27 years. MC's, located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Kemper Wrestling Team will have five wrestlers uh, down at the uh, District Meet coming up up at West Monona later on this afternoon, getting underway today at noon. Joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, Head Coach Shane Vaughn. And Coach, appreciate you joining us here today. Yeah, glad to be here. Coach, uh, a good district for you guys, or a good sectional, I guess, last Saturday for you guys getting five guys through. I know you felt like you had an opportunity to, to get that, or maybe even more. You finished fourth, a half a point behind uh, South Central Calhoun for third place. I'm sure that was probably disappointing there. Uh, but I get the sense overall you really like how things went for the most part last weekend, how many guys you were able to get through, and kind of the direction and the steam that this program and this group of kids seems to be picking up. Yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of hit on it the week before. That was a really tough sectional. And mm -hmm. our guys, you know, didn't seem affected by that and the way they prepared. Um, they came out aggressive and focused. And, you know, we had a couple guys come up short of their own personal expectations, but it wasn't for lack of effort or lack of heart. And so in terms of the product we put forth in the mat, I'm pretty happy with it. And anytime you get five guys through is a, um, you know, good step for the program to take forward into that, that next level where we want to be. You guys had a couple of champions and three second-place finishers that advanced on. Uh, the champions, Riley Parkas and Jake Earlbeck, what stood out for you about how both of those guys wrestled? They just looked, um, you know, focused and dialed in. Um, Riley had a couple, you know, even his uh, semifinal where he won by 10, it wasn't easy to come to him. Like, he had to, you know, wrestle smart, wrestle focused, kind of make the guy open up, and so – his composure and his poise and the way he was wrestling out there. Um, he's kind of had a certain maturity to him out there. And then Jake Earlbeck, same thing. Um, he went down early and kind of fought his way back and got out a win in the finals. And it was good to see his confidence and poise as a, a sophomore wrestling his first district or sectional tournament ever to be able to come away with that win there. Picked up a 5-4 to four win in that uh, championship match over Andrew Bowman of Missouri Valley. What was the difference that gave him that one-point win? Because that's tight. Yeah, um, he did a good job of just continuing to wrestle through positions. You know, he didn't stop. He didn't hang his head. He just focused on scoring the next point and ended up, you know, when the dust settled, he came out ahead. 
Shea Parkus, one of those guys that took second. Uh, Cal Wanniger, another one of those guys that uh, took second place for you. I bring those two up along with Braden Reesberg, who also is your second place guys. I bring up uh, Shea and Cal first uh, because uh, I, I know they ran into a guy in that championship match uh, for Shea. It was Wyatt Reese, I think is how you say it, from Loma. And then, of course, uh, Cal Wanniger running into Jaden Sword. Uh, both guys ranked a little bit ahead of them. Uh, did you feel like they went out and wrestled their match in those championship matches against those guys. Yeah. Um, again, you know, those are highly ranked opponents. Those are guys that have been wrestling and dominating pretty much everyone they've seen all year. And I don't feel like that affected us at all. Um, we went out and wrestled, you know, looked to get to our ties and our shots. And even though we came up short, I felt like we wrestled well and we battled tough. And, you know, those are both matches we're looking forward to getting the opportunity to see again this upcoming weekend to see if we can flip the script on them. How happy were the guys to not have to come back and wrestle back after falling in that championship match and still advancing as the runner-up? You know, it's always relieving if you don't have to wrestle back to that extra one. Um, you know, even if it's a match where you feel like you'd be pretty all right having to wrestle it, just not having that extra pressure of it being the, you know, the do-or-die match and the, um, you know, odd chance of something weird happening. And so when you can walk off after the finals and know that regardless you're through, you're on to the next week. It is kind of a sigh of relief a little bit. Braden Reesberg, your other second-place finisher that advanced, what stood out for you about him? He had a nice win. Uh, it looked like, if I remember right, came back in that semifinal after falling down early. Yeah. Um, you know, Braden's pretty unorthodox in the way that he wrestles. He does a lot of things that maybe don't work for other guys, and <laughs> somehow he's able to pull them off and score points and come out on top in matches with them. So, He's been fun to watch and kind of follow along with this year. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, he, he went down early, but he didn't hang his head. He didn't get down on himself. He just kept wrestling and came out on top and pushed him through the next weekend. So looking forward to where his senior season can go. Going to run you through how the rest of the guys finished. Owen Neppel took third. Jake Hausman finished third. Trent Ashide finished fourth. Kent Sanders finished up in third place. Hayden Stout uh, kind of got unlucky injured in his first match and took home a sixth place finish. Uh, Bryce Wiskus in fifth. And Tate Byrett finished up in uh, fourth place. Who else stood out for you about how well they wrestled last Saturday? You know, I thought it was pretty cool that um, we had guys putting themselves into position to get through. Even if they were on the lower seated or unseated guys, they were putting himself into the semifinals, getting into that spot where we're wrestling to get third and, you know, hopefully get a wrestle-back opportunity. Um, even Bryce Whisk has had a disappointing loss in the first round and went back and won the fifth-place match. And, you know, a lot of people think that fifth-place match doesn't mean a whole lot at sectionals because regardless of who wins, you can't move on. But to me, it says a lot about the composure and the mentality of an athlete to go out and wrestle hard and compete even though it's not a quote-unquote meaningful win for them, it still means something moving forward. It still means, you know, another match, another timeout, another chance to do what you do. So I was pretty proud of Bryce for bouncing back and getting fifth. You guys, as we said, heading up to West Monona today for the district top two will qualify out of each weight class for next week's state wrestling tournament. You mentioned how strong the section was. Loma, Missouri Valley, you guys in South Central Calhoun, all, all really good teams up and down the line, and then everybody else kind of sprinkled in some guys. Now you add in uh, a West Monona and a Woodbury Central who have had really good team years as well. Um, what do you feel like the road looks like for your guys uh, up at uh, West Monona today? You know, I think we've got to approach it like another tournament. Um, don't put too much pressure on ourselves. Go out and wrestle. 
obviously in the district tournament, you're not going to have an easy match. Um, even guys that, you know, don't have a great record are wrestling at the district tournament for a reason. Uh, they had to beat somebody to get there. They had to go out and compete at sectionals and pull off a win or two to get through. So I think don't overlook it, but also don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just go out, wrestle, score your points, do your thing. And I think we're going to have guys in good situations and hopefully uh, get several down to Wells Fargo. Well, Shane, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to being down at State next week and getting to catch up with you as well. Uh, appreciate absolutely all the time here today on this busy th- day for you. With I know everything getting underway at noon. So appreciate it. Best of luck, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week down at uh, the well. Yeah, thank you very much. You bet. Head Coach Shane Vonnegan with the Kemper Wrestling Team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next here on KCIM. Kristen Campisi with Topaco Community Credit Union and Kathy Steffes. And Kathy, it's February. A lot of people in the month of February start thinking about doing their taxes and hoping for a tax refund. And you have lots of different things we're going to talk about here about maximizing your tax refund. Let's think about some ways to use that. Save for your retirement. An IRA, an individual retirement account, is a simple way to save. Dupaco offers both a traditional and a Roth IRA. And another good tip, if your employer offers a 401k contribution match, take full advantage of it. It's basically free money. Save year-round for the holidays. With a Dupaco Holiday Club, you can systematically save for the giving season all year long. At the end of October, the balance will be deposited to your checking account or savings account if you don't have a Dupaco checking, all for your holiday spending. For more ways to maximize your tax refund and even elevate your retirement savings plan, what can they do, Kathy? You know, they can stop in or give us a call. We've got free money makeovers. We'd love to talk to you about it. We're located right on Highway 30. Dupaco Community Credit Union. We're talking right now with Katie Cook from the Carroll Girls basketball team. Tigers putting on a nice run here at the end of the season, having won four straight, including an overtime win at ADM on Friday night. Coach, appreciate you joining us on this Saturday morning, and congrats on this uh, run here over the last week, week and a half. Thanks, Jeff. It's been fun, and it's the timing's right for it. It certainly is. you kind of been saying all year long that you knew this team had it in them and, and, and they've kind of gotten things going. You and I were chatting during the commercial break here and it sounded like uh, things starting to click on both ends of the floor for you guys. Yeah, we're really liking our man defense and we're able to make different adjustments out of it uh, pretty well. The girls kept, caught on. Uh, and then offensively, um, Addie and Addison Clucky and Josie Ayala are so strong inside for us. Um, that's been a huge help, but uh, Hannah Jorgensen and Cameron Shable have, and, and Madison Tuning, they've found their three-point range, which is making us harder to guard. Yeah, and you get going on both sides of the floor. That's what leads to these four-game winning streaks. Last night, though, not easy. Um, up seven uh, in the second half, and, and ADM makes a run on you in that fourth quarter to send it to overtime on a bucket uh, right before the buzzer. But a uh, great job by your girls to kind of regather themselves. What was the difference in the overtime after giving up a, a run like that to get the game tied? How were you guys able to take control in the overtime? Um, well, we had some good defensive stops. We, uh, Hannah scored off of a, she, she turned the corner off a ball screen and got a layup. Um, Caitlin Aiden took it to the hole and finished, um, and then had a couple free throws to seal the deal at the end. So it was, um, tight there for a while. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, just the defensive stops and clearing the boards, um, sticking to the game plan, uh, got it done. It sounds like the third quarter was huge for you guys last night as well. 
It was. We were up seven for a while. We got up nine at one point, and then it was about halfway through the fourth quarter. They turned the pressure up. We kind of turned the ball over too many times, um, and they crawled back in it. Uh, But, I mean, at the end of the day, we got the W. The girls probably just want to make sure everybody got their money's worth on those tickets. (laughs) Talk about uh, Caitlin Aiden here for a second, a freshman stepping up. I know by this point of the season, you you know, uh, it's kind of that saying of they're no longer freshmen because they've got pretty much a full year under their belt. But still to step up in an overtime game and hit a couple of free throws to put you up four late to really seal the deal, uh, that's impressive for a young player. She is impressive, um, and she's, you know, being a freshman and starting and, and then being a point guard on top of it is, that's, you know, that's a tough role, um, and she's, she hasn't batted an eye, you know, she, she'll make a mistake, and she'll shrug it off and, and keep going, um, so I'm really proud of her, of how she's handled everything and, and fit into our team nicely. I I do think she's, uh, key to breaking a lot of the presses we see. She's She's got good size, you know, she's a nice target for the other girls to get the ball to. Um, and obviously she handles the ball pretty well. Coach, uh, let's bounce back to Tuesday. Uh, you guys hosted Carlisle, um, picked up an, an 11-point victory, uh, 43-32 the final. What was the difference for you guys on Tuesday night that allowed you to get that win? I think we were able to match their pace. Carlisle um, plays pretty fast, uh, and so it's something we focused on just in the last week or so is just pushing the ball a little bit more, uh, making sure we get back uh, in defensive transition. Um, And, you know, just the other things we we already talked about, just putting together our our half-court man defense and kind of fine-tuning our offense and figuring out what works. I think Cameron and uh, Cameron Shabel and Hannah Jorgensen hit a couple threes in the fourth quarter to kind of uh, finish that game off for us. Um, Caitlin Aiden did a nice job breaking their their full court pressure. Uh, Ava Gross was good off the bench. She got I think she got four rebounds. Um, played really good defense while she was in. Um, all around good team effort. Coach, to hold a team that really wants to push the ball as much as Carlisle to 32 points means the defense had to be really good that night. You know, I think we're I think we're we're forcing tough shots. Um, you know, and if they they get a look, we we want a hand in their face. Uh, we make it as tough as possible for them. We try to take away their strengths. Um, and yeah, I mean, Carlisle got thirty two points, and I think they shot like twenty six percent from the field. Um, so yeah, I'm proud of the girls. They're buying in. They get it, and they're willing to dig in and do the work. Big win last Saturday as well, blowing out Dennis and Slushwig 67-38. to 38. Uh, They came into that game around the 500 mark, kind of similar to you guys, and uh, jumped on them. First quarter, 25-5. to five. Um, What happened there in that first quarter that got you guys rolling right away? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so if we're going back a full week, you're going to have to give me a second. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Cameron Chable hit some threes. Yeah, I think she I had think three of them for the, you early. Yes, that sounds right. Yes. You know, and I mean, if she could just go ahead and do that every game, that would be great. <laughs> I'm sure she'd like that as well, wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah, I, she, I know she would. 
<laughs> no, yeah, that was fun. It was um, like alumni day. There were a lot of old old players um, on the boys' end and the girls' end back in town. Um, so it was nice to, you know, put on a little show for them and, and play well. And coach, to have the girls not go out and be a little nervous with with a bigger bigger crowd maybe than normal, and and uh, you know seeing some of the former stars and maybe even some you know some of the players off those great state championship teams in the '90s for them to be comfortable and not kind of maybe put too much pressure on themselves had to be huge. No, yeah, they were relaxed. They were they were fired up um, and and focused at the same time. So yeah, they walked that line pretty well. Coach Gilbert today, uh, and then you guys head down to Lewis Central for the opening round of the playoffs on Wednesday night. What do you need to do today against Gilbert to pick up that fifth win in a row and head into the postseason on a roll? Um, Gilbert has a, a D1 player in Ava Hawthorne. She plays uh, point guard and shooting guard for them. She's averaging uh, between 17 and 18 points a game. She had 29 last night at Carlisle. Uh, so she can be very, very dangerous. We'll key in on her, um, thinking about face guarding her um, just and, and collapsing on her when she does get the ball. Well, Coach, wish you the best. A lot coming up later on today. Certainly appreciate you joining us here after a really busy week. you got another game coming up here in just a few hours. And looking forward to seeing you down at uh, Lewis Central coming up on Wednesday night. Very good. Thanks, Jeff. Go Tigers. You bet. Head coach Katie Cook again with the Carroll Tigers. The Carroll girls have won four straight heading into today's game against Gilbert at home. We'll step away more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. Watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65+, is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A. A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into. And it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-59-SHARE. That's 833-59-SHARE. 833-59-SHARE. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. Know you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Randy Beeson, the head boys basketball coach of the Carroll Tigers, on this Saturday morning joining us here. And what a week that the Tigers had. Three games in the books. One more coming up later on today. And Randy, I hate to bring up, you know, the, the both of us getting older thing, but uh, weeks like this probably age you a little bit, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. They're uh, fun and busy and crazy all in one. So you just take it and, and enjoy the process, I guess. Coach, and in, in you speak of crazy, what a, what a game last night. Uh, you guys up 11 with six minutes left in, in the fourth quarter, and ADM uh, hits a, four threes, three in a row to all of a sudden get back into the game. They send the game to overtime, and then sounds like what a crazy overtime and a crazy finish. Caleb Booth hit six free throws to give you guys a two-point win on the road, and, and what a big win that is. 
yeah yeah it was uh it was a battle all night uh kind of going back and forth and uh, we played pretty good defense uh especially in the half court we pressed a little bit and they got some easy ones in transition but uh held them to 30 points in three quarters and uh probably 10 of those were easy ones in transition off the press so held them to 20 points in the half court our defense was really really good uh, and then all of a sudden we let let some of their shooters get going, and uh, the bright kid hit three threes right in a row. Uh, you know, you go from feeling pretty good about yourself up 11 or 12 uh, in the fourth quarter to all of a sudden it's a two-point game, and ADM's going crazy, and the fans are in it, and, and uh, ends up being a, a tough one the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, give our guys credit. Uh, they battled. Uh, we had a chance to win it in regulation, just didn't fall. I'd say the momentum was all in ADM's favor there in overtime, and uh, we actually got down three in overtime, and I found a way to get back into it and and make some free throws down the stretch. So you know, Caleb Booth six for six from the free throw line when it really counted uh, there in overtime, and uh, you know he uh, he found a way to finish the game the right way. And it sounds like you guys got a big defensive stop pretty much at the rim at the buzzer there in overtime. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're up three late in the game. Uh, we, we elected to foul, put them in the bonus. Uh, you know, a lot of things got to go right in order for them to uh, have a chance there. And about everything went right for them. Uh, they made one out of two free throws. They missed the next one, got the old board, called the timeout, had the ball out of bounds, uh, down two with a second and a half to go. And, uh, they threw it up to one of their better players, and uh, Nick Mackey did a good job of going straight up. I think Gus Carlson was down there, too, going straight up and uh, found a way to, to make a miss and get the rebound and, and run out of there with a two-point win. So uh, really good job of not fouling down the stretch and just uh, making a miss and finding a way to win on the road. Balance scoring in a way. Nick Mackey knocks down five threes, finishes with 16 to lead you guys. Caleb Booth with those six free throws in overtime finishes up with 13, but you got uh, nine points, five rebounds from Ethan Langling, eight points, nine rebounds from Evan Hammer, and even Tanner Gatto, who you said fouled out, six points, five rebounds last night. So uh, a lot of different guys finding ways to put the ball in the basket for you at different times. Yeah, Nick Mackey was really good. Had uh, four threes in the second half, uh, one in the first half. Uh, but, you know, we, we keep telling him all the time, shoot the ball, you're a really good shooter. And uh, he wasn't hesitating tonight and hit some really big shots. Uh, I think we were maybe down two or something, and he hit a big three late in the fourth quarter to put us back up one. Uh, didn't hesitate, didn't think about it, just uh, – uh, felt like it was in rhythm and, and got it to fall. So he was he was really good tonight. Uh, Evan Hammer scored eight points. Uh, once again, he was really good in the first half. I think he scored all his points in the first half. Uh, but got a ton of rebounds for us inside. So he was really good. Tanner Gatto, uh, when he was in there, he you know, got in a little foul trouble. Uh, but did a good job uh, rebounding the ball, too. And Ethan Langley made a big big basket late in the game too he drove baseline and got a little contact and, and finished through it and made a big layup so uh, you know it's always a team effort you know uh, Caleb struggled to score a little bit early on and uh, you know the guys helped him out and found a way to uh, contribute a little bit from everybody and then uh, once again Caleb did a good job down the stretch of uh, getting to the foul line and knocking down his free throws. Coach, let's bounce back to Tuesday. You guys hosted at Carlisle. 
Uh, came out of there with a 64-52 to victory. Really a dominant second half kind of did it for you guys, outscoring them 36-14 to in the second half. What flipped the switch for you on Tuesday night in that second half? Uh, well, we let them get comfortable early on. They made everything. I think they shot about 65% in the first and second quarter. Uh, a couple of those kids, didn't matter what they were throwing up, it was going in. Uh, I think they might have made four or five threes in the second quarter. Uh, so uh, they, they felt really good about themselves early on. And, uh, you know, uh, we, they gave up, we gave up 38 points in the first half, and they averaged 50 points as a team uh, on a game. So defensively, we weren't very good, and give them credit. They came out hot and firing and, and confident. And uh, the second half was much better. Uh, you know, we held them to seven points in the third quarter, seven points in the fourth quarter. And uh, we were really good offensively at sharing the basketball and, and putting a little run together. So uh, the score being 64-52 and us winning by 12 does not indicate uh, what that game was like at all as we were down 16 at one point in that game. So once again, you know, give our guys credit for uh, competing and battling. Uh, you know, we've we got to be better defensively in the first half. But, you know, a game like that can go can go either way. You know, they're hot in the first half and just kind of you can easily tell yourself that, you know, it's not going to be our night. And uh, But our guys definitely competed in the second half and found a way to come back and, and finish the game strong. Coach, part of the reason why I teased you about getting a little older as we both are is that game and the comeback, but also – Saturday, you guys had a big matchup with Dennis and Slashwig, a team that's in your district, but uh, you picked up a 58-55 victory. So, you know, have to rally back one game this week. The other two, uh, you win them late. Um, those kind of games age everybody involved a little bit. But, uh, again, a really good fourth quarter for you guys last Saturday in that win over Dennis and Slashwig. Yeah, uh, aging us, a lot of gray hair coming in these days, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, but. You know what? These games are fun. I, I, you know, you try to during the game at different times of just get them to realize how much fun these games are. You're playing with your friends, uh, you're playing basketball, you're getting to compete against other teams, and even when things aren't going your way, or when you're behind, or when it's late in the game and you're ahead by a couple points and you're trying to get a stop. I mean, you really try to to block everything out and just say, "Hey, this is a lot of fun." You know, these are the games you want to play in and you want to compete in, and we just keep talking about getting ready for districts. You know, uh, uh, last night's game was a good game uh, for us to get us prepared. You know, you got to make plays down the stretch. You got to get stops. Uh, you know, you got to get every 50-50 ball. And uh, you know, we've had a lot of good experiences last three games, and we've been pretty fortunate to come out on the winning end. And I think it's only going to make us better come district time. So. Uh, you know, Denison struggled recently, but I think they're a really nice team. They got some young players. Uh, so it was uh, it was a tough game back and forth the whole way. And once again, we got it going there in the fourth quarter and made plays when we needed to and found a way to win. So a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun these last three <laughs> games. Uh, you know, hopefully it's a little less stressful uh, this afternoon. But uh, once again, we're, we're just trying to take it all in and try to be a little bit better each time and learn from each game so that we can uh, keep getting better and be ready come district time. A chance to stretch that win streak to four straight as you guys host a Gilbert team coming in five and thirteen. Then you close out the regular season on Thursday night against Harlan next week. Randy, appreciate you joining us here today. Bastalaka coming up in the game today, uh, getting a little bit of a break, maybe catching up on some rest, and then that game against your alma mater and Harlan coming up uh, on Thursday next week. 
Yeah, it should be uh, should be fun. Uh, Gilbert, we had a tough game with them early on in the season. It's a rescheduled game. Uh, you know, they they uh, had a tough game last night against uh, Carlisle, so they had a nice little road trip, I believe, just like we did. So uh, we'll see if we're well rested and ready to go, and we'll see what happens. So good talking to you, Jeff. You bet. Head coach Randy Beeson again with the Carroll Boys basketball team. We're back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up next year on KCIM. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Ford in Coon Rapids. Each week, make sure to check out our station website at 1380kcim.com, any of our social media platforms, or our new mobile app for the vehicle of the week. You can also tune into any of the games on broadcasting. That's for your perfect vehicle at New Way Ford in Coon Rapids, home of warranty forever. We're talking with Sean Minahan, the head boys basketball coach of the Kemper Knights. They come off a nice win, 62-57 up at uh, South Hamilton on Thursday night as they wrap up the regular season. They'll be back in action coming up on Monday in the opening round of the uh, Class uh, 2A playoffs. Going to be hosting Eagle Grove, folks. That is the second game of a doubleheader at Kemper, the first game, Southeast of Valley and Greene County. Sean, appreciate you joining us on this Saturday morning, and good morning. Good morning. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, kind of an odd one. No game on Friday night uh, for you guys uh, as the regular season uh, comes to an end. Uh, not a perfect performance, it sounded like, on Thursday night, able to dominate things inside a little bit. But uh, a win is a win at this time of the year, and it, and it keeps you guys with some momentum, I think, heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I told our guys um, our Shenandoah game last night, or last week, I'm sorry, was, was a little frustrating because we just settled on the outside and we weren't looking to get the ball in. Um, and we told them, like, we got to make the point of emphasis getting the ball to the rim, uh, getting points in the paint, and our guys did a really good job of that. Um, we, we got great looks for Isaac, got great looks for DJ. Um, DJ also did a good job of um, catching the ball and then creating for himself. Um, Evan Adams put in a couple buckets as well. So um, those three post players in particular had a very dominant performance um, offensively for us. Slow start on the offensive end in a way, up 17-13 at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter looks like where you ran into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, we just got a little at the – we had a really good start. I think we got out on them um, 12-3, something like that. Um, got out to a really good start. They called timeout. Um, and uh, DJ wasn't feeling the best, so his stretches kind of came, you know, uh, were short. Uh, but – I nine three, I should say, not twelve three. But anyways, it was something anywhere, some somewhere in that area. And uh, you know, they hit a couple shots. Um, they on the season hadn't been a great shooting team, but um, last sorry Thursday night they you know hit the open shots, and so we were kind of allowing that to happen. Not really the plan, but um, our guys were kind of had some hands down, and they were able to capitalize on that. What did they do defensively against you guys? They just packed it in, um, you know, and we just struggled to hit open shots. We uh, they tried the well, I should say they tried packing it in, um, but we we had really good ball movement. I thought our our shot selection was really really good last night. Um, for the most part, our offensive execution was really really good last night. We just didn't we missed some open shots that we needed to be able to make um, offensively, and then we just shot the ball very poorly from the free throw line. Um, that allowed them to kind of hang around and stay in it and give them a little extra confidence. So in the second half, we started to pull away. We started the third quarter with a 12-0 run. Um, and then after that, we kind of went back to um, 
not so much settling, but we just kind of the, the lid went on the basket. We had trouble finishing some good looks. Um, maybe took a couple extra threes that we didn't need to take um, when we were getting so many good looks inside, and then they were hitting shots. Was it Isaac Evans and DJ Vanami scoring inside that kind of got you on that 12-0 run to start the second half? You know, it was a little bit of both. We had, you know, we got some great looks with those guys, some high-low looks. Um, some DJ was attacking, and if they would overhelp off of him, off of Isaac, then he would. He did a great job of, of passing the ball to Isaac. Um, the guards did a good job, but, you know, then we also had quite a few steals in there. Um, we had a three-pointer in there. I think Michael Pobman had a three-pointer in that stretch um, on a nice little kick out. So uh, offensively, we were really clicking there to start the uh, for the first five minutes, and then we just kind of went back to uh, maybe forcing a little bit. And then part of it was just, you know, we had some good shots that just didn't want to go down for us. Coach, where do you feel like your team's at here uh, as the regular season has come to an end with the postseason? Happy with the way it sounds because the last two games maybe not as crisp as you would like at this point of the year? Yeah, um, definitely not as crisp as we'd like. Uh, we, we did some nice things. Um, I was really pleased with the second half we had against Harlan last Tuesday um, after a poor first half, and I think we showed what we were capable of, um, you know, going toe-to-toe with, with a team like Harlan and battling back and giving ourselves a chance in that game. Um, you know, and then I think the last two games we kind of went in, Shenandoah especially, we went in not with our heads fully locked in, ready to go. Thursday night this week I thought our guys were locked in, ready to go defensively. We just need to clean some things up. And, uh, you know, sometimes teams just hit shots, and that was last night for them. And uh, But I was proud of our guys for – I told them the number one thing we wanted offensively was points in the paint, and I, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I would, I think it's safe to say we had 35, 40 points in the paint last night. So that's pretty dominant. I'm pretty happy, pleased with that. Yeah, it's got to make you feel good heading into the playoffs. As I said, you guys host Eagle Grove coming up uh, Monday night. It's the second game uh, of a doubleheader that night. Uh, so Eagle Grove coming in two and 19, both of their wins against Belmont Clemmy. Uh, I know they had a kid averaging about 13 points a game, another one at about 10 points a game, and then the scoring really drops off after that. Uh, I know with the game Thursday night, you guys probably haven't spent a ton of time on Eagle Grove on film, and you'll get to that this weekend. But what do you know about this team, and what do you got to do to get that win in the opening round? Um, they got three guys that are shooting the ball pretty well. Um, their leading scorer is the Canavan kid. who's got He's the kid that's averaging just under 13. He's got over 43, year, 43 uh, made threes on the year. He's shooting just over 38%. Um, he's only a sophomore, so he's, he's com- coming along for them. They have um, two other guys that have made 24, 23 and 24 threes. One's shooting 35%, the other one's 25%, which isn't great. But um, So those three primary guys and uh, are going to be the main guys they go to. They don't have a lot of size, and they got two guys listed at six foot three on the depth chart. So... Um, you know, they're they're a team that's maybe struggled to score a little bit um, consistently um, and a little bit high in turnovers. So we want to, you know, make sure we're not giving them clean looks uh, to give them confidence. And then uh, defensively, we need to stay solid, contest things, and, and that should lead to some turnovers and some easy transition points for us. Coach, a potential matchup with South Central Calhoun and then maybe down the road, I would say either Southeast Valley or probably Roland Story. How do you like your district breakdown? You know, it's it's going to be competitive because even 
you know, you look at a team like Green County, they got some talent, talented kids on their team that they could catch you on on a bad night. Um, Southeast Valley, they got the Graves kid who's athletically the most, probably the biggest freak in the state, regardless of class being, you know, an All-American football player um, and a state champion wrestler. That's and he's averaging 20 points a game in basketball, so that's <laughs> that's impressive. Um, you know, South Central has been really good the last few years. They got guys that can shoot it. Um, they got the Dietrich kid who's been really good for them inside, outside stuff. Um, and then Roland Store, we saw them play in person. They got some really quick athletic guards. They have a really nice uh, interior post player who'll step outside and knock down some threes. So uh, this is a really challenging district through, you know, um, one through the five. I think there's a lot of guys, a lot of teams that could could give each other a, a fit and um, knock each other off. Just you got to show up and make sure you're on that night. Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining us here. Enjoy your weekend uh, getting ready for Eagle Grove. Best of luck coming up Monday night. Thank you very much. You bet. Head Coach Sean Minahan again with the Kemper Boys basketball team. We'll be back with more from MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. Becoming a professional race car driver takes time. Quitting smoking does too. It's not about stopping in one day. It's about starting with day one. Get the resources and support you need to quit smoking at cancer.org slash smokeout. Welcome back here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM at KCIM. I want to thank Mark and everybody down at MC's for hosting the show. I've been here 18 years, Mark, and they've been hosting the show longer than uh, than I've been here. So uh, we appreciate them, Tyler, and I know the food down there great. You've probably enjoyed a few breakfasts and a few other meals down there over the years. Yeah, over the years we've uh, <laughs> yeah we've spent some time down there, so appreciate everything you've done for all of us. You bet. Head coach again, Tyler Tryon with the Kemper Knights joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Knights have technically had the week off of games, but they're getting prepared for a playoff game coming up on this Saturday night. Going to be hosting Southwest Valley. Coach, the last time you guys were on the floor in a game, uh, you picked up a nice win against a very good Shenandoah ball club and went out and played really, really well uh, for the vast majority of that game. I kind of joked with you on Friday night last week that, you know, would you rather have another game and kind of keep the thing going or, or would you enjoy the practice time you said you'd enjoy the practice time and it sounds like it's been a good week it's been a really good week we've the energy level's been up and we've been uh we're getting healthy so that we you know we've got everybody ready to go and um you know we've we've just really been concentrating on on ourselves and continue to get our shots up and see the ball go in the hole we uh you know we've we we had a pretty tough season you know trudging through the hawkeye 10 but like we've been saying the whole the whole year you know you don't you don't want to peak too early and you know against shenandoah the other night it, it finally everything mostly uh came together and started clicking and, and we played really well and and we've been kind of riding that high for the most part throughout this week in practice so it's been a great week Make mention kind of getting shots up. Has that been the biggest thing this week? Is just continuing to shoot, or have you guys kind of maybe put in some different looks uh, for Southwest Valley? Something they haven't seen on film on either side of the ball. No, we've just been, and it's something we began to concentrate on about two weeks ago. Once, uh, once we felt like defensively our our strategy was in place and our our understanding of what we were trying to do uh, was there. Now we're going to start concentrating on on getting getting the ball to go in the hole so we've been 
we've been putting up a lot of shots and getting up and down the floor and and uh we've actually we did uh some more scrimmaging this week than we have just within within our own team um splitting them up and letting them go and and it's been it's been fun to watch them get to the point now where they can get out there and you know we're putting time up on the clock and doing situational basketball into game basketball things that that they're now the girls have have figured out what we need to do in certain situations and and uh, things like that. So that that's been the biggest thing. It's just concentrating on us and and what we do. Coach, uh, have they been getting after each other a little bit in practice this week? Can you see that competition level where hey, it's 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 the playoffs are are coming up here on Saturday. You know today, and you know that there's that kind of extra energy and extra bounce. There is. We uh, one of the. One of the days we got after it, um, Coach Yetmar made a comment after after the uh, after we were done, and he he said that he could tell, you know, there's one thing in wanting to win, and then it's a completely different thing when you don't want to lose. And we had some girls out there that understood the situation, and, and they didn't want to lose. We the losers had to run, so and you know that was part of it, but part of it is just not wanting to lose. And Cora and Kate and and Aubrey and Franny and those guys, they, they got after it, and they didn't want to lose, so they were they were getting after it. Coach, you're taking on a Southwest Valley team that comes in 4-17. and 17. Their wins, a couple of familiar foes for you guys, Red Oak and Clarinda, two of their four wins, along with Griswold and Bedford. The interesting thing is, is they have won two of their last three coming in. Uh, they've got two girls, one in double digits, the other one just under double digits at 9.9 points per game. Maggie Hare and Nora Lund are the two main scorers for them. Otherwise, nobody else really scores well. They're not, they don't look like a big rebounding team. What have you seen from them on film? Is there anything that really concerns you? Well, you got to be careful because, I mean, if you, if you just look at those stats, I was, again, talking to Coach Yetmar the other day. You look at our stats, and we have Kate at 13 and Franny at 8, and then, you know, we're at 6 and 4. But as you've seen, Aubrey's more than capable of popping off for 18 like she had the other night, and, and Cora as well. And, um, you know, you got to be careful with that. We, we just have to, you know, we're not going to do anything fancy defensively. We're going we're gonna to go with, you know, you dance with who brung you, right? So we're going <laughs> to keep, keep going with uh, – same defensive philosophy, and and if we if we box out and rebound like we're capable of, we should be able to get out and go and and get some easy transition buckets. They look like a team that's going to fire up a lot of threes on the year, shoot it fairly well at around thirty thirty one percent. Is that what you've seen from them? Is, is is do they do they try to run or do they just kind of walk it up and and fire up that first three that's available? Well, it depends on what the defense dictates because they they've seen a lot of pressure. And at times they've taken care of the basketball a little bit, and at times they kind of struggle. But if if they get an open look, an open look, they're gonna they're gonna fire it up there. And and based on again the statistics, I think they shoot about thirty percent from three. So I mean, if you put a bunch up, you're at that clip, you're you're capable of knocking some down. So we got to make sure that we just get out and contest and, and just do what we can do. Most teams this year have tried to kind of take Kate out of the game offensively a little bit, make things tough for her, and then kind of deal with your inside game with a quad and export, and of course, especially Franny inside. What do you look at? Uh, what do you think the Wolverines are going to do defensively? Oh, they'll probably. I mean, you you can try to slow her down, but as you, as you've seen, if 
because the Hawkeye Ten's not going to slow her down. It's going to be hard for some other teams to slow her down, and it's also hard to junk uh, a good point guard. You know, if you got a shooter or somebody inside, it's it's a little easier to throw a box and one or something like that at them. But if you've got a girl that's a primary ball handler and can get open, uh, that's a little tougher to do. But if if that's what they if that's what they go with, I, I'm confident a that she can still get. She can still do what she does, but B, I, if you're not going to guard Aubrey or Cora or Franny or some of those girls, you're you're kind of rolling the dice with that. So um, we'll be good. Well, Coach, we wish you the best a lot coming up later on this evening. Appreciate you joining us on this Saturday morning before you guys open up your playoff run, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. Head coach Tyler trying again with the Kepper Girls basketball team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up here on KCIM. It's that time of year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stopping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily specials, stop in today, try a slice of their homemade pie, a cup of soup, or all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 27 years. MC's, located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Time to wrap up the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Busy schedule today. State boys swimming. Uh, again, getting underway at 1230 today down in Iowa City. Sam Jensen, Kyle Sundrup, Tristan Blair, and Jonathan Dose will all be in the 200 freestyle relay and the 400 freestyle relay for the Carroll boys swim team. Some regional girls basketball playoffs tonight. Class 2A Region 2 East Axe at Manson Northwest Webster. That gets underway with a 5 o'clock tip pregame between 445 and 450 with Tyler Bruner on kick 106.7. Kemper entertains at Southwest Valley as well. Nick Brinks will bring you that broadcast on 93.7 KKRL pregame between 645 and 650 with a tip off at 7 o'clock. I'll be covering wrestling action for you today. District wrestling again. Uh, all of the wrestlers, are the top two at each weight class, advance on to the state. And again, our state coverage will all be on our Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel. So if you want to listen to our wall-to-wall coverage of the 1A and 2A sessions, we're going to be live throughout the entire 1A and 2A sessions. Um, you can listen to it all on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network. Again, we'll be live down there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with all of our wrestling coverage. Now today, Carroll Tigers have six wrestlers going. Draylon Schweitzer, Kale Nelson, Carter Drake, Jaira Gallego, Sterling Rodman, and Colton Whelan. Kemper, South Central Calhoun, and Eastside County all at West Monona. Kemper has Riley Parkus, Jake Earlbeck, Shea Parkus, Braden Reesberg, and Cal Wanniger going. South Central Calhoun's got Brock Natras, Zach Trout, Kevin King, Blake McAllister, and Jaden Sword. Isak's got Braden Burns and Charlie Vite. Now, Audubon goes to Underwood today. Cooper Nielsen will be wrestling for the Wheelers there. I'll have updates from all of those wrestlers coming up for you today. Try to get those swimming ones in there as well. And that'll be on both KKRL and Kick and on KCIM today up until, of course, the start of the Iowa State game. Don't forget, we do have regular season boys basketball today as well. Carroll Tigers hosting Gilbert. That's a girl-boy doubleheader out at Carroll High School. That gets underway at 1.30 this afternoon. Have a great weekend, everybody, and enjoy your days. You're listening to Western Iowa's information leader, 1380 KCIM, Carroll.